this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host. I'm... I was going to do my team name, but I, I don't like soda. Uh, I'm Andy. Uh, I'm the Prince of the Tarantulas, and I'm Evan. I'm Social Anxiety Ahoy, and I'm Ronnie. If you can tell by these very fun introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We are currently covering NBC's CISOs, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. But before we get into that, I've got a bit for us. What's the bit? 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 What is something that to some degree you felt like you kind of outgrew, but then you came back to and really enjoyed seeing again? Mm. Mm. I can go first if need mm. be. Hmm. I think, I mean, mine's mine's very like basic. Um, but growing up, my uncle had given me a big old stack of uh Playboys. 70s and 80s fantastic four. Oh, not no. <laughs> Playboys. I outgrew nudity. Um, Pornographic magazines. No, a big that I realized I realized now. I was you were cracking it up and I was like, what are they laughing at? What what's the what's the Playboys? Joke here? Playboys, yes. Uh, pornography. No. It was a big, big stack of uh, 60s or uh, 70s and 80s Fantastic Four comics. Um, And then I became a jock Um, and I became uh, just not a great. No, I just became just I like sports and I was a real man and a real boys boy with the boys. And I like kind of like had some friends who were like, yeah, that. Not not specifically comics, but like that stuff's not cool. The stuff that you seem to have like a passive interest in, it's not cool. And I was like, yeah, I know. Right. Because I thought they were my friends Um, and therapy happened very recently. Uh, But no. But then um, I started getting back into comics uh, uh, right as I was uh, getting into college, um, getting into out of college uh, around my college years. And I found uh, Guardians of the Galaxy at the time. And I found Original Sin, which is a a, a bonkers uh, Marvel event that nobody likes except me because <laughs> I have like, nostalgia reasons for it. Um, and I just really, you know, fell back into that world. And it it it, it welcomed me back before it, it became shitty again for other reasons. It, it, everything everything is full circle. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it, Yeah. There, there is no uh, media that is unproblematic. Like even the like fraction run of Hawkeye, which is like one of my favorite comics of all time. Like I can't even enjoy that anymore because Marvel like is absolutely fucking over Aja Mm -hmm. and Fraction and just like lifting their shit for the Hawkeye TV show, which is starring Jeremy Renner, who is like a dirtbag. So like, I can't even enjoy that anymore because I know the creators are getting fucked over by the company that made it. 
Anyway, that was a good answer, Ronnie. Yeah, the, thanks. Those those old school Fantastic Four. That sounds like good shit. Oh, so fun. I, I have the a, a mint condition uh, Impossible Man. The first um, multiple man, Impossible Man. Who knows? Uh, but I but I, I've got some some special comics that are very cool. And then I then I realized that they were still cool, even though they never stopped being cool. About you, Evan. Um, I surely must have an answer to this because I know that my interests in things have waxed and waned mm. very dramatically over time. But for the life of me, I cannot think of anything. Andy, do you have one? Do you have one I, in mind that you? Uh, I do, and it's a little embarrassing. So I'll I'll go before you while you while you really sit here and and marinate. When I was a young, dumbass teenager, I loved those good, good jackass boys. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 I loved the whole crew. I loved Ryan Dunn. I, I loved uh, Bam Margera, uh, Johnny Knoxville. Rab himself. Uh, Rab himself. Uh... I lived outside of Philadelphia, very close to where Bam Margera lived. And so, like, you would see him in the boys places. And my did you did you see Bam Margera just in real life? Oh, yeah. Um, I met like Rab himself a couple of times. Um, I'm blanking on some other names, but like that whole crew, like was just like in and around Philly. Steve-o. Um, yeah, Steve-O. Uh, it was bonus points that my parents really hated it. Uh, as, so, and, and, and I will say this, as parents should. As, uh, yeah, as, as they should. As, a, as, as they a, should. As a good 90s and early aughts parent should be kind of turned off by the jackass oeuvre. I did have like a leg to stand on in that when my dad was a kid, he loved the Three Stooges. And yeah. his parents hated that. And it is basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it is the same. It is the same line of shenanigan. Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 so I do think that like there was a bit of a wa a nod and a wink from my dad when he was like, "You shouldn't be watching this this garbage mm -hmm. TV." Uh, I I I do think uh, he uh he got a chuckle out of it a little bit himself that I would watch it. But uh, yeah, like me and my brother like love that shit. We'd watch it all the time. Um, I, I, I fully recognize that it's garbage and terrible and like embarrassing to be like, I, I, I enjoyed watching those jackass movies, but boy, howdy, that trailer dropped for jackass four and <laughs> did it not hit me like a sack of bricks of like, I used to love this mm -hmm. and like, this is coming back now and I'm old and like this isn't for me anymore but it kind of is and <laughs> it is it is for exactly like our age group and your demographic but it is also for like 13 year olds now i'm sure like is it it's yeah yeah it's gotta be. Anyway, I'm excited. <laughs> I refuse uh, to confront this whatsoever. I, Kids are still into what I was into when I was no, a kid. They, 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 are, they are, and they were, I'm sure. They um, still like Panic at the Disco, and that means I'm, I'm relevant, damn <laughs> <laughs> I'm young. I'm young. Uh, but I... It, it It's probably problematic. I am not going back and watch that shit. Uh, it's probably got a ton of glaring issues but 
I'm going to go by myself to see Jackass 4 because none of my friends will go with me. I'm positive of that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going to laugh and feel shame and it's going to be great. I saw uh, Jackass 3D in theaters. It was, I think the one 3D thing was somebody like launched off of a shop, a ramp on a shopping cart towards the screen. Mm. And then other than that, it was just lots and lots of dildos being like, fired yeah, a lot of dildos. Screen. Yeah. Um, that is, that is what I specifically remember. The... Uh, very heterosexual, you know what I mean? Like very, <laughs> no, no homoeroticism at all with those good, good jackass boys. The greatest thing that's ever been filmed is uh, the electric hallway where they filled a hallway with fans and with tasers attached to those fans. And then there were holes in the walls. and People had cattle prods and you had to run down the hallway. Fucking fucking comedy gold right there. Mm -hmm. Good, good, clean family fun. I feel like I remember them playing medicine ball dodgeball in the dark. In one of those like zero gravity chambers, um, <laughs> yes! not zero gravity, but like like the, the skydiving chambers yeah, where yeah, like they yeah. were all airborne and just launching huge heavy. Goodness, do not! I I cannot Amazing. afford to like to 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 backslide uh, into into <laughs> the jackass. My back world. hurts thinking about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh um, yeah. It's a mess. I think I think they would that that the Zoomers, the young people, are definitely would be in a jackass, if only because of I don't know if you all are aware of the milk crate challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that there there's uh there's definitely a market for that can, kind of thing. Can you imagine how fucking huge, how much bigger these jackass boys would have been if TikTok existed right. when they were starting out? Right, man. Maybe I should rewatch one, two, and three, and then see if I even have a stomach for four. There's, there's some stuff. There's definitely <laughs> some stuff. Yeah, um, but I'll let you figure that out. Oh, I'm sure own. it's going to be a mess. I I remember very little about these movies and TV I, I remember uh, a certain amount that is that is not great. Um, but then uh, they got slapped in the face by a giant uh, spring loaded hand, uh, which is just great. It's fun, fun for the whole family, except not. Uh, yeah, except not. And Evan. I'm, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going to say the the Legend of Drist series because it's bad and I don't like it and I wouldn't read it again. But I was very into it. Um, like. I would say probably uh a decade ago and i got very I, I wrote some fan fictions and i i uh participated in some online fandoms and for some reason i it, it i think it all started with uh jarlaxel being reintroduced into like a a D, D module again like it's been bubbling back up to the surface i've been i've been reinterested in this character in this series which is bad and which i don't want to be interested in and yet here i am fixating on it all the time i just think about the legend of drist when i don't want to <laughs> also i met some cool friends on the internet during the pandemic who are also into this for like they feel exactly the same way i do about it and so we've just been commiserating about this terrible series that we all like for some reason. 
I have I have no connection to it, but I, I totally feel that. I totally mm-hmm. feel that in a big way. There are definitely series of books where I'm like, this is gotta be either not good or problematic now. But gosh, I just have such nostalgia. I have such nostalgia mm-hmm. for being a little nerdy kid with no uh no friends just reading a bunch of books in middle school. Yeah. Yup. Andy has tried to read the Legend of Drist series for me, for my sake. Uh they have not succeeded. Mm-hmm. They're like, babe, it's bad. I'm like, I know, I didn't ask you to read it. <laughs> you took this upon yourself. Orson Scott Card is definitely one of those one of those things for me. Where it's mm-hmm. like I would just mm-hmm. tear through some 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 uh teen science fiction stuff that got way too heady than it needed to be. Uh but he sucks. And I I I think I think back fondly on those readings and then also think back and be like, oof. If this is if this is the, the the mind with which you are writing these stories, I view them in a different light, which is the whole point, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think is that for guy me, dead yet? What? Orson Scott Card? Yeah, is he so. dead? He's not dead now. So. Okay. He's out mormoning it up someplace. Mm-hmm. Um I think for me, like this is like I was able to find the quick and easy thing of comic books. But I have such a hard time with this because I hyper fixate on things like so intensely when I'm into them. And I just like a, a burn bright and I and I and I fizzle out fast. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mm-hmm. I, I get super into it. And then I could not be less interested in it. Even even before uh, J.K. Rowling became like uh, a huge shitbag. Not that. Uh, she became a huge shitbag. Always was. It just revealed herself. She revealed, yeah, yeah. She revealed uh, her. I was herself. already like, I loved Harry Potter, and I, even then, I was like starting to be like, Have I reached the apex of my <laughs> Harry Potter interest? Am I just like over it now because I've just like so burned out by it? And then it was great because she made the decision for me. She made it very easy. I can I could love other things now with mm-hmm. all of that. You're free. Passion You've been set free from too. Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> like a phoenix from the ashes, I have shed the discourse. <laughs> uh, good bit, Andy. Yeah, that was a good yeah. bit. My, nobody they, knows what my thing is. There's like one audience member like, yeah. I remember that. But everybody else is like, what the fuck are you talking ten, about? Ten people just unfollowed me on Twitter because mm. they're like, that person likes jackass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine the, the meme of like, yikes, unfollowing, like their podcast, <laughs> but didn't know they were such a Johnny Knoxville stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, let's talk about the show. Let's talk about let's, this show. Let's talk about the show this that show. we watched. Let's talk about watched- Johnny Knoxville and Walking Tall with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Nine. That was a 2004 reference. Okay. Gosh. Let's talk about this show. Uh, we watched episodes three and four of the six McElroy Brothers television show episodes. Episode three is called Tarantulas and Travis Did a Hit. Episode four is called Teens and Your Least Favorite Soda. I don't love the naming convention here, I gotta be honest. I never know the names of things until I look up an episode list to keep myself on track, but TV show episodes in the modern era um, just don't have good names, I feel like. Each of them has an ampersand in it because it's 
my brother, my brother and me. So they they put an ampersand in each of these. I don't. It's not three things though. None of them are over three things. It would oh, be, make sense if it was if like my dorms, my haunted dolls, and my ghoul smashing. Yeah, like, yeah. If that were the naming convention, I would get it. Even if they had to reach to get three topics, tarantulas and parades, and Travis did a hit. Yeah, if that were it. I I would be down, but this is just a thing and a thing, which is the naming convention for a lot of TV shows for some reason, and I think it's just like kind of kind of lazy. Teens, but, your least favorite soda, and clown boxes. Uh, teens and bottle flip, and your least favorite soda. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, episode three. This is like one of the more well known ones uh this is where a someone writes in and says uh help me convince my wife that i should get a tarantula and it should live in our house and so the mcelroys embark on a uh pr campaign to convince people that to convince people that tarantulas are good um so they uh, they get a spider guy to bring a bunch of spiders to their little studio that they're filming in. Oh, by the way, uh, Travis is extremely afraid of spiders. He hates spiders very much. So, um, yeah, they get a guy to bring some spiders to their little studio. They play with the spiders. They, uh, they get the guy to have a spider walk across Travis's hand, thereby conquering his fears. Uh, and the the big event of the episode is they have a, a a pro tarantula parade in their town which the mayor told them they're not allowed to do but they do it anyway um at the end the the, the they call the guy who asked the question like twice at the beginning and end of ep- of the episode and uh his wife still did not uh support getting a, a tarantula for their household, and so uh, ultimately they failed, but they sure did have a good time, and then they did their check-in with Daddy. Um, episode four, a teacher writes in and says that she's having a hard time connecting with her students because they're always on their phones doing Snapchat or whatever. So um, they uh, they contact Justin's sister-in-law, Riley. And uh, who is a teen and they uh, go to a school to hang out with some of her teen friends and they have the teens. Oh, they pick each of the McElroy brothers picks a teen name, which is formulated uh, by listing your favorite soda and your least favorite soda. Um, and so they go to a, a high school. I don't think it's an actual high school class. I think they're filming in the high school and it's Riley and like some of her friends who she assembled for this purpose. Uh, but the teens break out into teams with, uh, each of the three McElroy brothers. Uh, Justin has the biggest team. Travis has two people. And then Griffin has one other teen who is named Griffin. It's like the parable of the talents. What? <laughs> from from the Bible, from the parable Bible. of the talents. Mm-hmm. One servant gets six monies. One servant oh, gets three monies, oh, and okay. one servant gets one money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the six, yeah, money servant is a coward and just buries it so he doesn't lose it. But the the other one doubled it, and then the other one doubled it, and the 
the the the Lord was like the one who hid everything and didn't lose my money. Fuck you! You're going to be yeah. eaten by dogs, and it's like that seems like a overreaction, but also a scathing review of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's something about uh, Jesus being pro investment banking there. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so they they all do activities with their groups of teens. Uh, Justin takes his on a nature walk. Uh, Travis makes his do art and, um, Griffin builds a clown box and, uh, his teen Griffin gets, uh, eaten by the clown box. And, uh, that's the end. That's yeah, that's the end. That's it. Um, we watched two of these puppies. These uh these good good McElroy puppy episodes. Um and you know I gotta ask it. Hey Andy. Hey Ronnie. These two episodes of uh CISOs, my brother, my brother, and me, did they work for you? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Cuckoo cuckoo. Hey Evan. Yes, Ronnie. We watched two episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me by the defunct CISO Corporation. Uh, did they work for you? They did. I had a good time watching them. They were easy on my brain, and I like that about a TV show. Hey, hey Ronnie. Ronnie. Hey, wow. Yeah. Good job, babe. Yeah. Did these two episodes of my brother, my brother, and me work for you? That was seamless. That was beautiful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well done, babe. Oh, Amazing. Boy. Uh, yeah, they worked. This, this yeah. is, this is kind of the, I feel like a, a, a lull in the middle for me as far as these episodes go, but they're still pretty good. They're still, uh, funny with jokes and relatable. So I, we're, we're about to go on vacation. Listeners, dear listeners, Evan and I. And I feel like I am crawling to get to this vacation. I feel mm-hmm. like it is a war movie, and I, I I haven't seen this, but I think Andrew Garfield was like in, in a movie called Hacksaw Ridge, where he like mm-hmm. carries wounded people. I feel like I feel like Andrew Garfield in the trailer for Hacksaw Ridge. Um, to trailer specifically, the, that's the rest all of the seen. movie is irrelevant. I don't know if it's a true story or not. If it is, that might be insensitive to the guy who carried everyone. But I feel like I am carrying my life to get to this vacation. It's an incredible. I, I I recently watched it. It's an incredibly melodramatic movie with a muddled message. So like you're you're hmm. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trailer was fine. Sure. Um, and I got home from work today and was just like I so fucking done with everything. Uh, I'm going to watch some Star Trek and I threw on some Star Trek and it was, uh, you know, kind of a, a, an intense episode with lots of things happening and a message about society. And I was like, this is kind of not what I need right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's put on some YouTube. And I was going to watch a YouTube while I cooked dinner and it was uh, Legal Eagle. Abortion is canceled because of the thing in the Texas. And I was like, well, I can't fucking watch that right now. I'm going to fall apart. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm recording tonight. I got to watch those episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me. So I went upstairs and I hugged my big squid and I watched it and I laughed out loud multiple times and it felt good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
I was I was having a similar day. Uh, not that I'm I'm stretching towards any uh, vacation, but just like couldn't deal, and I I didn't want to watch my brother mother brother and me because I didn't want it to like color my interpretation of the show color my analysis of like well i was in a bad mood while i watched this so of course i had a bad time i had a good time i enjoyed it uh, it, it it pulled me out a little bit helped me uh climb back up to the top of good mood mountain yeah yeah and like i've seen this before mm-hmm. and like comedy tends not to hit on repeat viewings like maybe you kind of chuckle to yourself but like I legitimately laughed out loud at like five parts. So, mm. uh, yeah, that ain't easy. The specifically the Rancho episode was the one that was like available on YouTube um, when everything was behind the paywall on on uh, CISO. Oh. Um, this is so- why this is why I thought Tarantulas was first. first yeah. Yeah. This is why that fucked with me. OK, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Ronnie. Go ahead. I- and I believe because uh, I, I listened to like the commentary on it uh, cu- a couple years back. I think this is the one that was recorded first. I think this was this was the the uh, first one because the like check in with the question asker was a thing that they intended to do for all the episodes. And it just didn't work out probably because of scheduling and also, you know, just getting good content out of it. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, this is this is this is the one they put out on YouTube and made available for everyone. So it's definitely the one that I have watched the most, um, which may like, as you said, like comedy gets stale and this didn't get as stale as some other comedy. This one might be a little stale for me. That could be coloring my opinion of of whether or not it's like that good. Um, But that, you know, with the caveat that I've seen it a ton of times. The sincerity Tarantula Man had for, like, getting people to love Spooters mm-hmm. is just, like, super relatable. Like, the moment where Travis is like, I'll let that one touch me if those two go away. And this guy is, like, jumping over himself to, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to put him away and, like, whatever you need. And he's just, like, so pumped. And, like, I love that. And also all of Griffin's running commentary while the spiders are out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, this is really bad. Actually, this is terrible. <laughs> like when yeah. the guy's like, this spider actually isn't even a tarantula. And Griffin's like, why the fuck did you bring it then? <laughs> so good. It's here. I was um, laughing so hard. We, we, we may have discussed it last time, but I, Justin's, um, uh, you know, what? I just had a thought. Actually, fuck this is, yeah. uh, is, is a gift that I am constantly looking for. Uh, it's as so Justin, good. Like realizes he's like, I'm not afraid of, of tarantulas like Travis's. And then when confronted with live tarantulas and lots of them, Justin's like, hey, but you know what? I don't think anyone should be this cool with tarantulas. Um, the tarantula man reminded me of the reptile man who was the reptile man was a man who would come to my school uh, once a year or thereabouts when I was in elementary school with a van full of reptiles and just do like reptile education presentations. And I loved the reptile man. I loved reptile man day. I loved his van. I loved all his creatures. Mm -hmm. So um, 
Spider-Man, Spider's Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> nope, nope, you had it. Spider's Man um, really uh, brought me back to this uh, this childhood experience that I had with the Reptile Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was very pleasant. That wasn't specifically anything that the McElroys did, but it was just fun to watch. Um, we also, also definitely had a, a Reptile Man come to our school. That was a that was a big day in like big like uh uh rubbermaid containers that you would put your Christmas decorations mm. in were just gigantic boa constrictors. Cause it's fine. This is what kids need to learn about is snakes. Um th- there was not like a ton of meat to this episode, honestly. It was mostly yeah. just them running around talking about spiders. Um, but I don't know, I feel like mentally that's what I needed at the moment so that i don't feel like honestly i have a ton to uh like praise or critique uh it was just essentially like an episode of mabim bam with visual elements like this is what they have all been but this one in particular for whatever reason maybe because they met the question asker or something it really it really felt quintessentially like an episode of mabim bam and they just had cameras there the bit about them dispersing the parade, but you have to all leave in different directions, otherwise it's just a continuation of the parade. Comedy gold. Yeah. Comedy gold. These boys are funny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, again, they're not punching down at anyone. Yeah. Like, the macros themselves aren't gonna hit all the time, like, like anyone they they are human and they are privileged and they're going to make mistakes but the the fact that they are comedians who've been doing this for like 10 fucking years now and i don't know they're they're not like assholes is very refreshing the bar is low but yeah yeah, they've they've met the bar (laughs) yeah and if and if they're razzing somebody they're razzing the mayor of their city or Mm -hmm. their father like people who have not necessarily bigger platforms but like more quote-unquote power like even 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 the 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 uh dude who asked the question they were like super on board with him even when he was like i actually don't even really want to touch the tarantula because that scares me a little bit they're (laughs) like wait a minute um they, they were giving him like a ton of grace in that moment which is like you know Silly to say, but like super duper lifting up people around them all the time. I want to know about the mayor of their town. Watching him on this show has made me. And maybe it's just because all politicians are slimy and greasy and I don't like them. But I don't know something about him. Every time he's on the show, I feel uncomfortable i feel like he's being disingenuous i feel like i feel like he's seeing this as like a pr stunt to improve his polls or whatever like aha i'm hanging out with these boys being a good sport i don't know i could be wrong i could be uh colored by my opinions of politicians in general and he does look exactly like every politician sure i i will say that if you are a politician and you're not a corrupt scumbag. You probably are just a small town mayor. Um, and what I know... Huntington is not that small of a town, 
to be clear. Like, it's, it, you know, it's not like a city, but it's... I'm uh, just saying, yeah. like, like he's, 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 uh, he's not like, uh, you know, he has not climbed the Game of Thrones and made it to King's Landing <laughs> to have political intrigue with, uh, the, the Cersei Lannister of Washington. Does anyone care about Game of Thrones? Any? I don't think so. Um, but yeah, he... I don't know. He he seems fine. He may very well be, like I'm saying. I, th- I may I be wrong. Yeah. This may be like a totally unfair perception I've built of the mayor of Huntington, West Virginia. He feels like but- the school principal it, to this like after school goof off special. The the way that he was um, breaking a little bit um, while Justin was uh, anim- like giving his perspective of like the campaign ad that would be run against him if he says no to a spider parade mm-hmm. um he like you could see he starts to like crack a little bit his character starts to break and like that's i don't know he he is he is finding these boys funny just like we are um and you know probably in a situation of like, what did I get myself into sort of thing? I also kind of have this idea of like Huntington, West Virginia being like, yes, it's not a small town, but in my head, it is like the hokiest little small town where like everybody like hangs out at the same barbecue and goes to the same higgledy piggledy, piggly wiggly, whatever the, the grocery store I think is. piggly wiggly is. Piggly wiggly. Um, I mean, they do say earlier that like, their mom was uh the mayor's teacher growing up so it's like it is it is a small world if not a small town um, sure and when i say it's not that small of a town i mean like they have parades and sh- you know what i mean yeah, like the, yeah. they they've got uh they've yeah, got street yeah so a downtown if you will uh-huh the the most relatable thing in the world to me in these two episodes is them calling the representation mm-hmm. of certain oh. like C to B list celebrities and like that anxiety that they are all <laughs> suffering and like the discomfort at doing that. I feel that when I reach out to my friends who are doing creative projects and I want to be involved. Yeah. When I reach out to a Someone whose house I've been to and had dinner at, and I'm like, hey, like, I saw you're doing this thing, and, like, if you need a guest, and, like, (laughs) if you just want to kill me and leave my body in a ditch by the side (laughs) of the road, that's fine. That's fine. Like, whatever is fine. If you want to, like, spit in my eye, and that's cool. Like, whatever you want. Like, it's fine if you don't what i'm gonna go now bye like uh the like imagine trying to call reginald bell johnson's Mm -hmm. fucking representation to to be like hey do you want to be on our dumb CISO? i was cracking up it's so good no i i the line center yourself before you make this phone call (laughs) is just like yeah that's like every time. I mean, I don't anymore because I have the slice app, but it's any time that I call a pizza place. It's just like, okay, okay, you can do this. You, you have to rehearse the is. phone you know call. What pizza is. 
<laughs> yeah uh no i feel exactly the same way what really like sent me into hysterics about that particular scene was when justin tried to call the like ellen degeneres's agent or whoever and he immediately said hi this is Zach, like, I like he just got so disoriented that he immediately just had to lie, and like, <laughs> like he he like broke immediately after that and just hung up. I can call a lab so, in Maryland and say that I'm an investigative reporter, and I'm here to talk about the goat man. <laughs> I cannot reach out to a friend and be like, "Hey, do you want to be on my podcast?" Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. It, it's tough out there. If I've ever asked you to guest on my podcast, just know that it took me five days to work up the uh, the the nerve to send that message. I uh, I practice any given phone call, like muttering to myself, you know, five or six times before I actually place the phone call. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. perhaps the most relatable moment of the entire episode. Absolutely, I I love and I. Because this is this is of course not a part of the original, but wh- I don't know if this is the same for y'all as it is for me. Uh, but watching on VRV.co, every time CISO comes up, they bleep the word CISO. Yep, yep, um, yep. Which wow. is just which is just very good petty. Um, you know, th- th- it doesn't even exist. It's not like they would be like building building up cred for CISO. It is dead, dead uh, streaming service. Uh, but yes, every time they say, I, I notice it in this episode, when they say CISO, it's bleeped, uh, which is let, fun. Let the past die. Kill it yeah. if you have to. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle, Ron. Kyle. Uh, second episode. Do we want to talk about the second episode? Yeah. Sure. Uh, teacher, maybe... Uh, take an interest in what your students are doing instead of uh, just fucking nagging them for liking their phones. Like you don't got to be yeah. like a, yeah a real dick about it, teacher. Uh, I'm I'm sure that this teacher had the very best of intentions, uh, but it did feel like the the message they got or what they condensed it down into or or whatever just felt very much like old man yells at cloud you know these mm-hmm. teens these teens in the snapchat and the tiktok tiktok hadn't been invented yet uh, the, the the instagram it just it just felt very like okay okay great like you don't like teens have interests they do you don't gotta be you don't gotta diss the teens Teens have interests, and the way that they communicate those interests with their friends is via the internet on their phones. Yeah. It's really just a medium more than it is a message. Yeah. yeah. There's another person on the other end of that mm-hmm. when they're when they're talking into it. They're not just staring and, into a little box. And and this might not really apply to teachers because it's kind of supposed to be a captive audience sort of thing. But uh, for all you people who are like, oh, people are on their phone. Maybe you should try and be more interesting than whatever's on the phone. You ever thought mm-hmm. of that? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you should try and relate to the person like the people on the other side of the phone are, because I've had lots of occasions where the people I'm talking to on my phone are just the best and I love them immensely. And they've uh, often been the people who are uh, in this podcast with me and the people uh, 
with me in person are like, can't you put that phone away and engage with me? And it's like, I don't like you, actually. I don't (laughs) like you very much at all. If you want to change that, by all means, uh, adjust your personality. But until then, I'm going to talk to my good, good friends uh, on the tweeters. Yeah. Oh, I felt like that was just Ronnie saying nice things to us. I love that. Yeah. I hate Um, nice things. Uh, but yeah, but that aside, I do think it was a very funny episode for the most part. I do remember them saying that they missed fidget spinners by like a month. <laughs> like they filmed this episode like a month before fidget spinners became a cultural phenomenon. Right. And they were so mad that they had missed fidget spinners for the teen episode. Um, yeah, I feel like bottle flip is is uh, like. To, to think about the fact that they were too, they were on the cutting edge. They were too soon for fidget spinners. And yet to think about looking back now, fidget spinners feels like it was a calendar century ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if we get 10 new patrons <laughs> at any level, when I go on my road trip to Huntington, West Virginia, I will do a bottle flip in the first film location, the first TV location that I find. Okay. I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a bottle flip. And I'll record Stand it outside. and I will, I will record it and I will put it on the Patreon. Stand outside uh City Hall in Huntington, West Virginia, and flip a bottle onto the steps. I will Take a dump on the D- courthouse steps no, because Evan hates no, the mayor. No, don't do that. <laughs> I do not want that. Um, Just like Johnny Knoxville <laughs> in Jackass. No, nope. I don't want to be married to Johnny Knoxville. I didn't I'm not marrying Johnny <laughs> Knoxville. He's kind of cute. Uh, He's got money. Mm, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. The 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 vibes are off. The vibes <laughs> are off. That's he fair. was in. That's he was in Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger, though everyone remembers Last Stand. Um, I I appreciate how much Teen Griffin was down for the shenanigans the that Adult Griffin had planned. I wonder if that's why Griffin wound up with only one teen on his, in his group. Is because like they realized there was another kid named Griffin there, and he was down to do weird shit, and so they were like, "Okay, you guys take the rest of the teens. I'm gonna do clown box with this teen." So clown clown Griffin like built a wooden. He I'm sure he did not build it himself, but there was like a wooden box with a clown painted on it, and then someone was inside with like a clown sleeve on and would reach through a hole in the box and make threatening gestures. And the the thing was, you had to give the clown box your cell phone so that you could disconnect from your cell phone and connect in real life. And then the clown would give you a, a gift in exchange for your cell phone. And um, Griffin said that because they only had one teen, the clown in the clown box was angered by not receiving enough tributes. And so uh, Griffin went to go fetch more cell phones and teen Griffin got um, uh, eaten eaten by the clown box basically yeah it sounds confusing and wild but only because it is yeah yeah, i'm sure having evan describe it to you dear listener made no (laughs) sense if you have not seen this show yeah 
it is as unhinged and weird and like uncomfortable as Evan describing it is. And it's great. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, they go full off the rails. There's like a kind of a Blair Witch. I was going to say Witch Hunter. Blair Witch Project. Mm. Witcher. There's a Geralt of Rivia feel to to the whole thing uh, by the end there. And uh, it's it like I love that they just were like for this episode, we're just going completely off the rails. Yeah, that this is this is what I mean. Clearly, Teen Griffin. Uh, none of this made sense, and all of it was extremely bizarre. And Teen Griffin uh, just did this little like narrative bit with them, mm-hmm. and also uh, like Teen Griffin comes back in a uh, a an epilogue scene where he has been transformed into a clown and is uh, like chasing the brothers through the woods and scalding and- Adult Griffin for abandoning him. Yeah. So there's this whole like there's a, it's weird it's it's, it's very good yeah he uh, abandoned the, his boy he abandoned his boy the bit with Clint at the end like as the credits <laughs> are rolling and he's staring at three plates of spaghetti <laughs> and uh, he just like looks anguished is uh, very sad very funny yeah yeah good good uh, bit with Clint there mm-hmm mm-hmm. I, I, I to, to further your point, Evan, like this was cl- the, the Griffin bit was clearly the one that was like planned in advance, which like mm-hmm. I, I, ha, I don't understand how that production meeting went of like, yep, we're going to teach some kids how to uh, be more in tune with nature. And also, I need you to build a giant clown box. Um, <laughs> I don't know how like that became like the driving force. But I have to imagine that even adult Griffin was like, Hey, like even if more than one teen wants to be on my team, I can't, I can't like look to more than one teen in the, in the face and like have a straight face about this situation because this is ridiculous. And I don't want to put more than one teen through this. Um, it, it's 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 just wild. It's so weird. That's great. We've lost Ronnie. Ronnie's abandoned us. Um, teen names oh. is an absolute classic bit. I lose y'all. Hey, hey, hey you're back. Uh, I, I uh, just said that teen names is an absolute classic bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um. Andy pointed this out. I didn't notice this uh, as I was watching, but Andy watched them after me and I happened to see this and Andy pointed it out on the uh, like. So Amazon Prime uh, like sort of gives you little like snippets of info like the, I think they pull it from IMDb if or whatever. If you pause and tell you who the actor is and what character they are. Yeah. So at the bottom of the screen, it said, uh, uh, Travis McElroy as R.C. Josta, uh, <laughs> Justin McElroy as um, whatever it was. Ru- Ru- I was about to say Rupee Mountain Dew, but uh, um, yeah. So it had their their teeth like them and as their like the the Riley Schmerl as herself. Yeah, <laughs> it was very funny. Very oh, I also like they had. Um, the Green Brothers, uh, Hank and Tom? John. John. Yes. Hank and... 
John, uh, John Green. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Tom. Uh, Hank and John Green on uh, uh, like a, like a Zoom call to try to learn because uh, one or the other of them wrote some books that are popular with the John teens. Green. John Green yeah. wrote all the, the teen books. And okay. then they, they did a, a vlog series where they'd each make a video a week and it's a whole thing. Anyway. Mm. And now Hank Green owns TikTok, so. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Anyway, they, they got these lads on uh, to ask, like, how should we connect with the teens? And uh, one of them said, uh, my name would be Dr. Pepper Pamplemousse LaCroix. <laughs> that just gave me that just gave me a short hole. It was very good. There were lots of little bits in these episodes that I thought were really funny. Like mm-hmm. during the Travis did a hit bit and the, the talk afterwards, Griffin is just holding a basketball <laughs> and like they're on like a stoop outside and Griffin is just holding a basketball. And I thought that was uh, like a hilarious prop. Um, Evan pointed out that there are magnets on the desk that they're all sitting at, and uh, three of them happen to spell the word P. <laughs> I don't think they happen to. I think they were arranged that well, way. Well, yeah, but it it gave me a big chuckle. Uh, yeah, things like that. Little 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 weird choices that one of the brothers makes. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of notice them in the background, and it's, it's very funny. Griffin uh, introduced young Griffin as. His name is Griffin, and one time he flipped off a cop. So we're yes. basically <laughs> the same person. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Enjoyed that a lot. Uh, the Justin McElroy animated bit, Hoops, was also very good. I hate it. You hated it? I hate it. Huh. Yeah, I don't I don't like the, the Hoops bit. A little sport, too sportsy? A little too sportsy? <sighs> it's just... Uh, I- it is filler. I, it is certainly filler. And like they got to pad out these episodes in the same way that we have to pot, pad out these Andy Pendy episodes. Nope, nope. Every, not, everything is gold. All, all of this killer. content is valuable. All but, killer, no uh, filler, baby. The the bit where they're just kind of like passing the basketball around a lot, and then it's animated, and like Justin is like pointing out trophies that are his. I, like it just doesn't work for me. It's I just don't find it funny, but. Uh, yeah, I like you know, it in the sense of like comedy. because like we know that Justin was on the basketball team and like the joke of them going to their gym and just like kind of shooting around as like a way to kill time till the production team is ready and seeing how long it would take Justin to actually make a shot Um, uh, you know I could I could see how like the um origins of a bit might might uh come up but it is yeah. definitely like there's not much there uh but i i i enjoyed it i thought it was yeah. i thought it was i like i like just McElroy's personality uh more than i like my own so uh, it's, it's easy it's easy for me to uh to find uh faultless his his comedy stylings i have no recollection of this i watched this twice i don't, I don't know what you're talking about it was it was uh it was going through the big game that Justin was in um and they kept he kept taking shots and missing them and they would say oh no but then this player would actually catch the ball and said no Justin this one's for you and passes it to Justin and Justin shoots again but he misses 
and they just kept kept on going on and on with that until uh, Justin made a shot, which he didn't. It ends with him not making a shot. Yeah, I must have blocked that out. Saying no it out loud, it does seem yeah. like it may have fallen kind of flat, but I you're uh, allowed to like it though, Ronnie. I, I'm allowed to dislike it, and you're allowed to like it, and neither of us I will is say this. I will say this. I I very much um exist in a in a content creation sphere where like and I and I give this advice to anyone who asks for it, if you like a thing, other people are gonna like that thing. If you like a song that you made, or if you like art you created or if you like a podcast that you make other people are going to like it um mm-hmm. nobody likes their own brand of humor more than the McElroys do <laughs> so this like, is true I, I i definitely uh you know as i said like i could see the beginnings of that bit forming um and i can see them just being like no this is gold this is solid we have to do this um i see that with daddy too a little bit no one finds uh, Clint McElroy funnier than his his good, good boys, which is there's a sweetness to that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I might be overthinking it, but the brilliance of the clown box, the unhingedness of it, that does feel like the sort of answer that this teacher is expecting. Mm-hmm. Like. She doesn't want to be told oh, like, just connect to learn the about kids. their interests. Yeah, yeah. like, like this, the social media and the phone is a vehicle. It's not the destination. And, like, you're distracting yourself by saying there are two on their phone. Like, no, find out what's on the phone and that's how you can connect to these kids. She's not looking for that. She's looking for a well, you have to build a clown box and sacrifice all their phones mm-hmm. to a clown demon, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the clown demon will give you a gift, and you can use that gift gift to bond with them. But don't like be careful; the clown box is is hungry and will will kidnap the children. You know, like that's it, it feels like that's the sort of answer that like right when the old man yells at clouds about kids these days, like that's the silver bullet they're looking for, and it's like nah, dogs like that. That isn't how it's going to happen. That may be one thing that that is uh, not necessarily different, but like translates differently between the like the TV show and the and the the podcast. Whereas like a lot of times they're like, no, no, this will help. Like this will this will help. We're going to like embark on this way of helping. Whereas on the podcast, Justin is is uh, one of my favorite things. Justin will say is like, yeah, that's helpful, but it's not very funny, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll fix things, but it doesn't. There's no jokes there, are there? Um, and this is definitely this is jokes. Jokes came in the room. They they allowed jokes in. Mm-hmm. Let jokes into your heart. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the clown box was so striking when I first watched this it show. Was, it's extremely McElroy Brothers brand humor. Yes, yeah. I, well, I, he- I I tried to recapture that like feeling of like what it was like to first see the clown box, and it's like, oh my goodness, oh, I, it's hard hard to get back there. You get through three and a half episodes, and so far everything has been like real. Mm-hmm. Like for sure, the brothers are playing characters of themselves, but there's also a lot of moments where it's like 
oh no, this is like this is them actually just being like brothers, mm-hmm. like with the hit. That's why I love the hit is because it's a very genuine moment of two brothers who also happen to work together. I but then you get it. to the clown box and it's like reality is gone and we don't know where we are now. Mm-hmm. All bit all the way through top to bottom. Um, do we have any negatives? Anything that didn't work? Uh, I, I mean, I kind of already like took a big old dump on Justin McElroy by saying I don't like his basketball bit. Uh, but yeah, I don't like the basketball bit. It goes too long. Um, uh, I do. I will maintain my critique from last time, which is that um, these concepts are awfully thin for a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I already like the McElroys. I like their brand of humor. It is a brand of humor that works for me. Uh, so I did laugh with my whole chest at these episodes. Like I did find them funny. Um, but they, they really are having to, you can tell where they're having to work really hard to make enough content to make it into an entire episode of a TV show. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and like, again, to, to try and peer behind the curtain a little bit, I'm sure that was like a selling point for these questions um in the production meetings of like it's listen like this is our first try at this like we don't need to do too much to work on this like we'll be in and out kind of thing but you need to give let these boys fly let them let them do their thing you know let them let them let them uh run loose with a wild question every now and then they could do it they've proven they can do it um this is like I thought about it last week, but I forgot to mention it. it is it is like kind of a bummer to hear um uh it's a departure. Um Yeah, Bean Dad. Bean Dad, John Roderick. Weird uh, What a weird whole thing. It's a weird thing, but dude super duper sucked and it was and and, and didn't didn't deal well with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got yelled at by some uh, Mabim Bambinos when I called out. Uh, I think I just like retweeted something, you know, talking about Bean Dad, and I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty fucking wild that the the brothers had this guy on like 450 episodes, and he did a bunch of live shows with them, and they had no idea that he was a giant piece of shit." Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, some some. Some Bim Bambinos were not happy with me about that. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty shitty that the brothers uh, had that guy on 450 mm-hmm. episodes and uh, seemed perfectly content to uh, look the other way at his Twitter activities. Yeah. It, it's it's just, it, it, is, it is like, again, not it's just it's a reminder of like that exactly and yeah. not that like that's something we should shy away from 
but like it's just like oh this fucking sucks like they've they've gone in a much better direction and admitted uh their issues with this and found a uh a queer international uh songstress to like uh put a put a new spin on the show um oh do they have a new song now oh yeah it's a good one nice um uh montaigne uh who was uh recently on eurovision um i only know all of this from the podcast but a new song it's way better um and the person who made it uh i'm sure they did some vetting this time (laughs) i would hope yeah i I, I gotta imagine they learned their lesson yeah they've got assistance and stuff now they can scan through for uh slurs and things Hmm. Um. But yeah, it's just a bummer to hear. You know, you bleeped out CISO every time they said it. I just want to hear one long beep over the entire John Roger track. Uh, I gotta say too, if uh someone happens to like critique a thing you enjoy, and you take that personally, like as like a personal insult to you maybe maybe like examine mm-hmm. examine that uh and why that is and and maybe you gotta detach yourself a little bit from said product or thing yeah looking at you two critters yeah i was just about to say i feel like critters. We've, uh, we've had to uh sort of point this out about critical role specifically a few times but yeah especially with the 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 bean dad thing i don't know this there was there was a lot going on there as someone who um is is still having some trouble sorting out their identity from um the things they identify with um and have that gut reaction sometimes of like hey this person dislikes this band i will either also now dislike this band or dislike this person. There is no in between. Mm. Um, there's, there's light. I, I, I will have that gut reaction and then be like, Hey, that's not healthy. And then move forward. Um, I mean, I will say that when housemate Kim said that they didn't like Mad Max here. No, it was Pacific Rim. When they said they didn't like Pacific Rim, I almost kicked them out of the house. I was almost like, you gotta go. Like Pacific How, Rim is, is canceled. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, like I, I mean, I, I get that gut reaction, but like, yeah, you just got to remind yourself that like their yeah. critique of the thing that I, I really love is is not about me. It's about them and their relationship to it, right. and they can have that. And, and I'm yeah, not, it's I, definitely I'm also not saying that that gut reaction that I have is healthy and reasonable. That is still a broken part of me that I'm working to like eradicate, but. What I'm saying is, even if you do have that first thought, you yeah. you can you can like think more, use your brain yeah, yeah, more, yeah. critically think a little bit. You don't gotta uh, shoot from the hip and like immediately right. draw. Be like, no, you you don't fucking understand why I love this, and you you're wrong. And how dare you, being dad I, and his rich backstory? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta assume that this is part of the reason that the McElroys get so heavily criticized for like fostering parasocial relationships because they. They do, they do that, uh, but then people get into this, like, excessively defensive mindset 
where they do associate their identity specifically with the McElroys. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that is the McElroy's fault specifically, but I feel like it's come around to like, they're, they're, they're getting criticism about that now as well. Like if people identify too strongly with the McElroy's to the point where like it's negatively impacting their life, uh, this this is a, a source for people to criticize the McElroy's, sometimes with like equal intensity to the people who are defending the McElroy's. And it becomes a very it's a very weird thing. Yeah. And I, like I said last time, they do just have some very some friendships and some connections with people where it's like, that's a, that's like Lin-Manuel Miranda, like Elizabeth Gilbert, like uh, John Green, like john roderick up until very recently where it's like it's it's hard to separate those things fully from the people mm-hmm. um but oh yeah. this isn't a, a negative and this is completely off topic but they made a power team reference yeah and like, yeah love that oh boy <laughs> i saw the power team live i went down front because my friend uh Smiler Masty, which is a fake name, uh, went down front to accept Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior that night. And I brought him and uh, I was like, do you want to accept Jesus at the power team? I'll walk down with you. I'm seven years old. (laughs) And uh, yep, that happened. I got I got walked down to the front to have Jesus accepted as my Lord and Savior one time. Uh, Smiler Smasty got the last laugh because he messaged me about six months ago and wanted to talk to me about Jesus and the lifestyle I'm leading. Oh, good. It's all full circle. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, the the seeds I sowed have come back. What is this? Oh, no. Look at what I wrought. Look at my harvest. Uh, Your fruit is bad. You got some bad fruit. It came back to haunt me. Oh, that's the power team spot right there. They were mm-hmm. just so cool when they ripped that phone book in half. You can listen. The evangelicals can do two things. They can manipulate you into a nervous breakdown uh, mid worship so that you feel so connected to the Holy Spirit, or they can just pump you full of so much testosterone energy of ripping phone books that you just have no anything, no, no response other than to just give your life over to Jesus forever. If Jesus could die on that cross, then Big John the truck can bend this rebar. (laughs) And if Big John the truck can bend this rebar, you can stop looking at porn. Oh, God. You have to laugh or else you'll cry. Love the power team. What cool dudes. Um... Smiler Smasty, I'm sorry that I used a very obvious <laughs> fake name for you on this podcast. Oh, oh boy. Good stuff. Good stuff. Sorry I'm gay now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. It's great. Yeah, no, I think I don't think you should you should ever apologize. And you're very gay, so like if anyone has yeah. to apologize, it's you, and I don't think I don't think you do. I don't think you do have to apologize. I just think more people got to try butt stuff and just be open to it. Anything, <laughs> anything else about the McElroys and this show? I'm good. I think I'm good. 
I think I'm so good too. It was fun. I needed this tonight. Ten episodes, but but uh, they they did some capitalizing on it. How long have we been recording? Do we got to pad this out anymore? No, no, yeah, we're, we're over an gracious. hour. These episodes yeah, are too good. long as it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's wrap this bitch. Let's wrap it. Uh, you can follow uh, Ending Pending on Twitter at PendingPod, uh, and that's it. And you can, uh, I don't know if I want to do Instagram. I don't think I want to. Uh, you can check out, uh, we haven't done any in a while, but you could check out uh, at where they may on TikTok. Um, Speaking of teens, the cool, cool teens. Um, If we get 10 new patrons, I'll uh, (laughs) I'll pull a young Griffin and I'll flip off a cop. While doing the milk crate challenge. Yep. Um, And go to where they may.com. Uh, check out other shows like Force Friends Rewatch, like Fan Fiction is Good Actually. Check out our merch. Check out our Patreon. Uh, you can just click it from where they made dot com. You can you can do that. I'll I'll save you the the heavy link lifting. Um, we did get a new patron. Uh, yeah, let's, let's shout Welcome. them out real quick. Nine um, more, baby. Yeah, nine more. This person really wanted you to go to Huntington, West Virginia. I love yeah. it. It, it's it's probably someone in Huntington that's like live show, live show <laughs> opportunity for ending pending um, kidnapping opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Reese. Uh, thanks, Reese, for for uh, doing it. Yeah, Reese. Thanks. Fuck yeah, you you rock, Reese. Very good. Excellent. Thanks for your money. Thank you. Um, you can get a cool shout out like that too. patreoncom slash radio um thank you to thank you to you both for joining me this evening oh thank you you for everyone who's listening and thank you to um my child for staying asleep this whole time yeah you a a real one (laughs) what how how do we end these episodes anything you all want to plug i'm gonna ask you if you want to plug anything lately i'm gonna plug uh all eight seasons of Viva La Bam. <laughs> I was going to ask if you were a big <laughs> Viva La Bam head. No. Um, April and Uncle Vito. <laughs> Uncle Vito uh, committed some crimes and is behind bars. Uh, he's a bad man. But Uncle Phil, or just Phil, I guess Phil and April, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we have to have a, we have to have a, a, a jackass watch along. <laughs> Well, that'll do be a we, drunk episode. We'll do, do a we? drunk episode. <laughs> we'll watch all the jackass movies. Oh gosh. Uh, oh boy. Oh, I, I bet they're terrible. Wants that. I don't think they hold up. Uh, I oh, know they do don't. You, Andy, 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 you think they don't hold? Up? No, no. I even said I know they don't hold up. Even if they're not. No, you said I don't think they hold up. Even if they're not hugely problematic, which they I'm gotta be. Sure they are. Yeah, they gotta that, be. That cannot possibly hold up. <laughs> Although I love, I love you trying to slip in your your three stooges is the same thing as if Jackass is the new evolution of slapstick comedy. Yeah, it's the it's same the thing. The new vaudeville. It's the same thing. They're basically Char- Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Steve-O is the same as Charlie Chaplin. Um, How do we end these episodes? Anything that I want to plug. Uh, the Patreon. Give us fucking money. Give us money. That's all. <sighs> Good night. Good night. Good night.
where they may radio.